0: The, the, the games are over. But the game never stops. Never, never Stop. stops. This is College Football Overtime with
1: Garrett Chapman and Abe Gordon. We have the news from last week, and we'll start up in Boston with Boston College. Jeff Halfley, he goes up to the NFL. He leaves Boston College, and so that created an opening that they filled very quickly. Bill O'Brien, a guy who had just accepted a job through the offensive of coordinator for Ohio State, he determines no i'm gonna go be a head coach again and for all of the hate that he gets he was a pretty good college football head coach it's been a little while of course you have to go back to his time at penn state where he resuscitated that program after the fallout of the sandusky trials and everything else but he brought that program back before moving on to the nfl and then he's sort of just lived as a coordinator for a little while and i think he's a good coach i mean people kind of badger him and and kind of bash him a little bit and um, No, I think he's going to be going to a pretty good situation up there at Boston College, and I think it's a, a good fit.
0: Yeah, it feels like a good, solid hire uh for a couple of reasons. Uh, obviously, he's ingratiated into that Boston area. Uh, he, he's from there. He's coached mm-hmm. there. I, I know there's some family stuff going on in relation to Boston as well. So he does fit there. The thing about Bill O'Brien mm-hmm. is – and you kind of said it like he's a good, solid head coach. Like, I don't know if he'll ever be the guy that is a championship winning head coach. That is like the highest power programs, the Ohio States, the Alabamas, the U.S. Like, I don't know if he would ever work at those spots, but in a situation like Boston College where he can really get some roots growing and where eight and four is a good year, nine and three is acceptable. And, and you're not really freaking out if you're not 11 and one every season. It just feels like a really good fit. It feels like a Boston college program. That's not that far off from being consistent as a program anyways, but is always going to have the limitations that you have with NIL and in the transfer portal stuff. Uh, You get a good quality head coach that can stay there for a number of seasons Mm -hmm. can really build that base. And that feels like what Bill O'Brien is here to do. We always thought, it made sense for him to go to Ohio state. I mean, he's an outstanding offensive coordinator, whether you like him or not, he's gotten stuff done everywhere he's been. Um, and, and there's going to have a ton of talent with the Buckeyes there. So, um, obviously there for a very short time and and now he goes to Boston college and, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good move for both. I I mean, again, Mm -hmm. this goes back to a discussion you and I've had, uh, couple of months ago is, is programs need to understand who they are and what they can be in the grand scope of things. Boston college is not a program that's winning a national championship. It it just, it's not, Uh, you know, maybe in a given year, if things line up, then sure, you make a run at it, you get into the playoffs, who knows? Um, So, so with that said, understanding that eight and four would be considered a successful season for Boston college in any given year, Feels like a good, solid, concrete hire of a guy who can accomplish
1: that and accomplish it year over year. Yeah. I mean, this is a program, like you mentioned, they haven't won eight games since 2009. They haven't been nationally ranked since Matt Ryan played there in 2008. Like, this isn't necessarily a top tier program, but I think Bill O'Brien's a good coach that can make them at least relevant. And I think that's really the biggest goal from this hire. I mean, like I said, he caught a lot of flack at Alabama because. You know, I mean, I guess they 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 didn't reach their potential, but he had top ten scoring offenses in both the, both of his seasons. I mean, he averaged forty one points per game in twenty twenty two, and people wanted were calling for his head. It was just a very interesting sort of debacle. It's a, the life of a core offensive coordinator is is certainly never an easy one because it always seems like people are coming for you or gunning for your job. Um, but look, I mean, like this this dude, he can make. Boston College relevant just based off of his experience and, uh, and and the respect that people have for him at the college level. I mean, I think it's going to be an, an intriguing option, at least in terms of the transfer portal, not this cycle necessarily. I don't know what exactly they're going to do next year. Castellanos, the, the the quarterback, has already announced that he's going to be coming back. So I think that this could be an interesting marriage. I mean, you have a quarterback who who is dynamic, who can do a lot with the ball. Yeah, you have a strong rushing attack. I think this could be an eight, eight or nine win team if if Bill O'Brien is able to put the pieces together. I I, I don't know necessarily what they're going to do in terms of uh, success year one, but you have the the blueprint is there for them to put the pieces together.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if year one you're reaching up to eight or nine because you're building off the base that Jeff Halfley has, but I'll tell you what else Bill O'Brien brings Boston College is, and no offense to Jeff Halfley, um you've got a guy that have put multiple positions and multiple players into the NFL and that is a recruiting tool um th- th- there's no way around it I-, I mean this is a guy that has delivered guys to the first round um while at Alabama a- and so I-, I think that's important a- and and he's been around the NFL game he knows what teams are looking for um based on his time with New England uh and so when I look at him I look at him as uh, I get it. You're maybe not getting all five stars or four stars, but he could probably sneak out a couple diamonds in the rough, a couple raw three stars that he can really turn into something. I think this is, like you said, an opportunity to really build that base and improve because let's not let's not downgrade the job that Jeff Halfley has done. This is a team that's gone to bowl games, I think, three years in a row which is not very easy to do. I understand they haven't been ranked nationally. I understand they haven't hit eight, nine wins, all that stuff. But uh, for Boston College, giving O'Brien the base of where they are at, what Halfley was, to to, to build upon, um, it's a lot different than, than say, what Brent Key had to build upon at Georgia Tech or, or, or a lot of the other programs you're talking about when you're two wins, three wins, four wins trying to build up. You, you've got a semi-okay squad to start out, so... Um, it could potentially be a quicker turnaround, like you mentioned.
1: Yeah, I think so. And and Jeff Halfley didn't exactly leave the cupboard bare, like you said. Yeah, exactly. So, and this is the seven-win team last year. They were a good football team. They weren't a great football team. Uh, Left a little bit to be desired. But they also dealt with a lot of injuries last year. So, like I want to say Castellanos missed like two or three games last year. But the point is, I mean, I think this is a good hire. But uh, it also left Ohio State in a very (laughs) interesting predicament because Ryan day had just agreed to give up play calling duties to bill O'Brien. He'd been there a month, just a month. And then of course that leaves one of the most interesting vacancies in college football, which actually lends us perfectly to our next point. Chip Kelly leaves UCLA and he is the new offensive coordinator at Ohio state. Of course, Chip Kelly had been interviewing for a number of different jobs. He, he yep. looked into the job at Seattle. Uh, I mean, he was looking up offense, but he was going talking about offensive coordinator jobs, and he was just desperate to get out of UCLA, which I think is a very interesting thing, right? No, I mean the writing was on the wall. They they
0: tried to sure. push him out last year, and, and again, I just don't understand once those rumors come out how you can welcome him back with open arms. That was a marriage yep. that. Was destined to to end up in a divorce, and and now we have it. And, and for Chip Kelly, it's just right spot, right time. Uh, I I I mean, he walks into a situation he's trying to get out of, and he has one of the best jobs available pop open for him. Yeah. Um and, and it's a perfect situation for him. Uh, I mean, obviously, we still don't know necessarily what the plan is at quarterback for Ohio State, uh, but there's talent there, and we talked about everything they brought back from. Both coming in to, from the transfer portal, guys that could have been draft eligible that are coming back, plus the, the recruiting. Um, I mean, this is a, a situation where Chip Kelly is going to walk into an offense that should be one of the five or six best in the entire country. And yeah, obviously, I, I think you mentioned the Ryan Day play calling thing. Chip Kelly's not taking this job if he's not calling plays. So I, I don't think that that that's up for debate either. Um, th- this is a situation that worked out, I think, great for Chip Kelly. I, I don't think yeah. he was going to leave UCLA and immediately get another head coaching job, uh, but I don't think you were going to find a better offensive coordinator role here, no. and-, and it's a couple things. Now, <clears throat> you and I have talked about it. Uh, I-, I don't think the hiring of Chip Kelly changes anything, at least in my opinion, but I feel like there is still a hot seat situation at Ohio State, a- and so Ryan Day, whether Chip Kelly succeeds or not, Ryan day's got to get the job done. Um, So you do wonder if there's a little bit of chip Kelly saying, Hey, like we're going to come, we're going to tear it up. But if somehow I drop 40 and they still lose to Michigan, you know, I'm right there. I've ingratiated myself. Do I get consideration for that job? You just wonder Um, now I, I I tend to believe that if chip Kelly's succeeding as OC, then, then Ryan day is winning games and, and it's a, you know, that's not the discussion we're having, but, yeah, uh, certainly an interesting wrinkle at, at least. But yeah, I, I don't know, man, like Chip Kelly's offense works like like I know they didn't have a great year this year for for UCLA. But like it was two years ago, DTR was out there as one of the best quarterbacks in the nation and their offense is one of the best offenses in the country. Like like we're not that far removed from Chip Kelly doing Chip Kelly things at the collegiate level. So yeah. I think it's a great hire. Um for for Ohio State I'll be honest like if you're a Buckeye fan if I'd given you Bill O'Brien and Chip Kelly like at the start of that process you're I think more people would have taken Chip Kelly than Bill O'Brien to begin with so I think ultimately it plays itself out into a situation that Buckeyes fans
1: probably are pretty amped about I I mean ultimately I I, I'd love the hire I think it's very interesting but when was the last time Chip Kelly wasn't a head coach and just a coordinator? Like, we have to go back, like, 20 years, I, I assume. Or damn, damn Yeah, but he's both, been 20, called a place. Sure, no, but I'm saying, like, not having to worry about the rest of the program, taking a step back and being just a coordinator is just very interesting. And, look, I understand why he left UCLA. UCLA was in a, a bad spot. I don't understand why UCLA wanted him out that's the thing that never fully made a lot of sense to me because they are one of the worst fundraising teams in the Power Five. They, they are 18th out of 18th in recruiting. It's one of the biggest reasons is because they don't invest in it. I mean, they the, the spending of the, the – I was, I was looking at 24-7 sports about why UCLA wanted them out. Look, Ohio State spends $4 million, $4 million. Four times as much as what UCLA spends. Four times as much. And then on top of that, you have Chip Kelly, who had probably the best – his last three years, he's 25 and 13 at UCLA. That's the best run since the 80s for UCLA. And to want him out because he's had to start a freshman quarterback, it's it's a little ridiculous to me. The, The defense was spectacular last year. They were one of the better defenses in college football. And he changed the way he played and coached games because of the type of players that he had. And you've seen, like you said, the offense has worked in the past and now UCLA is going into the big 10. Just, I think that's the big difference here.
0: I-, I think there's something about the change in conference that, that they felt was the opportunity to make a change ahead head coach. I-, I, if you're honest, I would have not had any rumors come up. I would keep them one year into the big 10 uh, and then make your change if that's what you had decided to do i would not want to be trying to hire mm-hmm. a, a new head coach heading into the big 10 uh, with your first year but that maybe that's just me but I, i'm guessing that that the changing of the conference had something to do with it maybe they wanted a different face to deal with boosters to beg for money yeah. and chip kelly wasn't playing that game i think that's certainly possible as well but uh yeah i, I agree with you it doesn't really make sense why they wanted to force him out but um, now, ultimately, I guess they got their wish, and good luck to them.
1: Yeah, uh, the, the schedule for them, too, is is pretty brutal because they start the year, their first five games at Hawaii. They should win that game. Then they have Indiana. Then they're at LSU in Baton Rouge. Then it's Oregon at Penn State. You're probably starting the season off two and three, maybe one and four. Yeah. And then you get into the heart of Big Ten play. When you have games at Washington and Iowa and USC, long trips to Nebraska and, and Rutgers, that's a brutal schedule. And he was going to be fired anyway, so I understand why he makes the move. UCLA though just feels like they're in a, a tough spot. They're they're ninety fifth in and like across the country in returning production. Ethan Garbers is is the starting quarterback, and he'll do a good job. But outside of that, it's like. It's it's just a weird spot to be in. Not weird, just it's, bad. It's also just, and, and this is
0: the point that we keep bringing up, and I know it's been an odd coaching carousel. You're just so far beyond having a real candidate pool to look at. And, mm-hmm. and now you're at the part of the season where guys are just not going to leave. Like, I, I'm not saying that you were going to go after, let's just, I'm just throwing out a name. Chris yeah. Kleiman at Kansas state. Let's say that was your target. Maybe, maybe two months ago, he would have taken an interview and considered, and maybe he will now, I'm again, just hypothetically, I think there are a lot of candidates though who are at the point of the season where they're, they're not going to change because they can no longer recruit their guys. National signing day has like, like it, it, you're now asking a coach to come in and 100% for the most part, deal with either a fall transfer portal or spring transfer portal, but no recruiting class of his own. And that's just a nightmare scenario to try and attract a coach. And you'll, you'll get someone that there's always smaller school guys that will, will like to take the jump and it is the big 10. So, so there are some angles there. um, But it's such an awkward um, time to be trying to find a head coach and, and, Look, I think it was a problem for Washington uh, and more so as that domino fell, a real problem for Arizona in who they were able to hire. And it, I think it's going to be a problem for
1: UCLA mm-hmm. um, in what their plan is this year as well. Yeah, but ultimately, I think Chip Kelly lands in a great situation. He does. Uh, and he's coaching. He's kids to coach Will Howard, Trivion Henderson, Quinchon Judkins, who made the move up there. And Mickey Abuka is coming back. Uh,
0: he's going to send three guys into the first round. I mean, I mean just, just immediately off the top of my head, he's sending at least three guys into the first round next year. Yeah. I, I mean, Emeka Abuka is a first-round receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm, yeah, I, I mean, you got Quinshawn Judkins, who who knows how he's going to be used there. But, I, I mean, you talk about the the athleticism of Will Howard, which I think was moderately underutilized <laughs> um, at, at, at you know, at, at Kansas State, partially because they needed to keep him healthy. Um Man, you get Judkins and Henderson and Will Howard going, like you said. Like, like this is an offense that's going to run Chip Kelly, like we saw, and and they're going to be putting up. Look, that this is what ultimately cost Ohio State this year. They, the offense wasn't good enough, no matter what the talent was. Uh, I don't think that's the case next year for them. Yeah,
1: I, I we'll see, we'll see what ends up happening there. But Chip Kelly, he becomes the fourth head coach this cycle to leave as a leave a head coaching role to go be a coordinator which I think is just a, a, a fascinating, fascinating development in, in the, the where this sport is right now. Um, he hated name, name, image, and likeness. It wasn't his biggest thing. He wasn't a big fundraiser for the institution. Yeah. So I understand. I think that ultimately that's why that's why UCLA heading into the Big Ten made a change. Is they, they thought they, well, needed, they needed a the different
0: money. face of their organization. Yeah. Yeah.